Welcome to Mind Your Own Revisions, a podcast about mental health and burnout in academia for all academics around the world and at every level. I'm Özgün Ünver, a social scientist with a PhD. Having struggled with mental health issues throughout my academic career, it is now my mission to inspire other academics to lift the stigma around mental health. Let's recover together. Hello everyone! Welcome to episode 11 of Mind Your Own Revisions, a podcast aiming to foster mental and emotional well-being in academia for academics at every level of seniority and all around the world. Today's topic is burnout syndrome. We hear the term burnout everywhere, so much so that it has become a sort of a buzzword. The word is all over the place, on social media, on the news, newspapers, magazines, discussion forums, so on and so forth. Though many of us don't even know what burnout means. So, let's start from there. What is burnout? The term burnout was coined by the psychologist Herbert Freudenberger back in 1974. However, when we look into the literature, we see the name Christina Maslach much more often. Dr. Maslach has studied burnout syndrome extensively and together with her colleagues came up with the famous Maslach Burnout Inventory, which is known also as MBI. The MBI is an almost universally used inventory to assess burnout and it defines burnout as a three-dimensional syndrome characterized by one emotional exhaustion two depersonalization and three reduced personal accomplishment now this is the scientific definition of the so-called occupational burnout syndrome that got revisited and reworked in the past decades many times. But in my opinion and experience, these three dimensions are still the most known and straightforward way of diagnosing burnout syndrome. At the expense of sounding like a robot, now I will read you the burnout symptoms list from the burnout assessment tool, also known as BAT, developed in my alma mater, the University of Leuven. This is a reworked version of a burnout inventory, of course, like any other based on the Maslach burnout inventory, but it is a very recent one and I like it a lot. So I'm hoping that this list gives you some idea about what burnout is. Core symptoms, section one. Exhaustion. 1. At work, I feel mentally exhausted. 2. Everything I do at work requires a great deal of effort. 3. After a day at work, I find it hard to recover my energy. 4. At work, I feel physically exhausted. 5. When I get up in the morning, I lack the energy to start a new day at work. 6. I want to be active at work, but somehow I am unable to manage. 7. 
When I exert myself at work, I quickly get tired. 8. At the end of my working day, I feel mentally exhausted and drained. Section 2. Mental Distance 1. I struggle to find any enthusiasm for my work. 2. At work, I do not think much about what I am doing and I function on autopilot. 3. I feel a strong aversion towards my job. 4. I feel indifferent about my job. 5. I'm cynical about what my work means to others. Section 3. Emotional Impairment 1. At work, I feel unable to control my emotions. 2. I do not recognize myself in the way I react emotionally at work. 3. During my work, I become irritable when things don't go my way. 4. I get upset or sad at work without knowing why. 5. At work, I may overreact unintentionally. Section 4. Cognitive Impairment 1. At work, I have trouble staying focused. 2. At work, I struggle to think clearly. 3. I'm forgetful and distracted at work. 4. When I'm working, I have trouble concentrating. 5. I make mistakes in my work because I have my mind on other things. Now the secondary symptoms. Section 1. Psychological distress. 1. I suffer from palpitations or chest pain. 2. I suffer from stomach and or intestinal complaints. 3. I suffer from headaches. 4. I suffer from muscle pain, for example, in the neck, shoulder or back. 5. I often get sick. Section 2. Psychosomatic complaints. 1. My weight fluctuates without being on a diet. 2. I have trouble falling or staying asleep. 3. I tend to worry. 4. I feel tense and stressed. 5. I feel anxious and or suffer from panic attacks. 6. Noise and crowds disturb me. End of the list. Do you recognize yourself in this list of symptoms I just read? If so, know that you're not the only one and that you're not alone. You can find more information about the BAT on the internet at burnoutassessmenttool.be slash project underscore eng slash the the website i just read will take you to the english language version of the bat as you can see from this list burnout does manifest differently for everyone some people are more vulnerable in their physical health some are more vulnerable in their mental health And most people usually end up experiencing their own personal cocktail of physical, 
emotional, mental, cognitive, and psychological symptoms. Here in Belgium, you can get medically diagnosed with burnout syndrome and Again in Belgium, it is one of the leading causes of incapacity to work. Once you reach the point where you need a leave of absence on medical grounds due to burnout, you're usually pretty advanced in being burned out and you become a quote-unquote patient. I did go through a moderately heavy period of burnout and my lowest point was marked by a nervous breakdown, which was pretty scary. A dramatic event such as a nervous breakdown had to be the wake-up call for me because I kept ignoring the warning signs that kept coming up in the past few months and years. You don't end up in burnout because you had a few sleepless nights. Equally, it doesn't mean that you're medically burned out if you passed out on the couch way before your bedtime on a certain day or if you have lost your productivity. I said these because as a burnout and well-being coach for academics, I heard all kinds of definitions people have about burnout. Having said that, not getting medically diagnosed does not make it okay having sleepless nights or feeling exhausted or an unusually extreme loss of productivity. I believe that we should not worry about the diagnosis, though. It is the way you feel that you need to worry about. A disclaimer here, if you are suspecting that you might be medically burnt out, please go see a doctor and seek diagnosis. In that way, you can know where you stand on the burnout spectrum and you can, together with your doctor, assess what needs to be done regarding work, sick leave, social security related issues, etc. I will not go further into my own burnout story now. I have talked a bit more about this in another podcast called The Self-Compassionate Professor by a colleague of mine, Dr. Danielle de Lamar. If you're interested, you can check out episode number 73 on The Self-Compassionate Professor podcast. Earlier this month, which is July 2021, I circulated a short survey regarding burnout among academics. I am so grateful for all the responses I received for this survey. Among the many detailed, open and honest responses, some really broke my heart. There is so much struggle, disappointment, frustration going on in academia and many people try to cope just on their own. So now, here are some of the insights I gathered from this survey. Many academics describe their work not merely as a job, but as a vocation. They say that this is the reason why they have trouble putting up and reinforcing boundaries, taking distance from their work, and getting rid of guilt when they're not working. It's not surprising that this combo lays the foundation for a perfect storm of burnout down the line. And I do agree that an academic career is most often a vocation. However, you can have a vocation and sincerely contribute to the lives of others while taking care of yourself, 
Boundaries are not for people who don't care about others. They are especially for people like us who want to follow their calling and vocation. So many academics blame being burned out on the system, on the way academia functions, on patriarchy and on capitalism. And I completely agree with that. However, considering the fact that we cannot migrate to another planet that is devoid of capitalism and patriarchy, we have to find a way to help ourselves get out of this deep pit that we fell into called burnout. We need to put our own oxygen mask on first and start breathing again instead of immediately starting diagnosing why the cabin pressure has dropped. Many academics who participated in the survey mentioned that they find it challenging to figure out where they stand on the spectrum of burnout. There is so much confusion around the signs and symptoms of burnout. Here are some of the statements shared in the survey. I don't know if I'm burnt out yet, but I can't sleep anymore and I keep crying. I don't think I'm burnt out, but I'm always exhausted. I think I'm burnt out because I hate my job and I have no motivation. I had burnout before, but I was depressed then. This time I'm not depressed, so I'm not sure if this is burnout. Well, diagnosing burnout is difficult. This diagnosis becomes relevant when you cannot function anymore and you become a patient that needs time off from work and social security coverage. However, diagnosed or not, if you can relate to the signs and symptoms I listed earlier from BAT, you are obviously having a hard time managing stress and you are somewhere on the spectrum of burnout. When you look at it from this angle, you can see why it is a matter of time for you to end up in a more grave situation. The moment you get diagnosed for burnout spectrum is very advanced in burnout and it takes a much longer time to come out of it. Did this episode resonate with you? Do you think you might be burnt out? If so, please do join me and many other amazing and courageous academics in August for my free online course, Bounce Back from Burnout. One thing I have learned trying to prevent burnout first and trying to recover from burnout later is that productivity and time management tips, tricks and hacks will not help with burnout. What we need is a paradigm shift. This online course is designed to kickstart this paradigm shift for more academics. Among many others, by the end of August, you will learn where you stand on the burnout spectrum, why you are burnt out, what kind of support you need, and how you can bounce back. This four-week course is completely free because it is the beta test round of my course idea. So in exchange for my effort, I'm expecting lots of engagement and constructive feedback during the course and a testimonial at the end. This does not mean that the course will take a lot of time. 
It will probably take around two hours per week for you to complete all of the course material, including the workshops, exercises and engagements with other participants. You can sign up for this course by finding the link in the show notes or via my website www.mindyourownrevisions.com until midnight Central European time on Sunday, August 1st. I probably won't offer this course again for free, so this is if this is something that resonates with you, this is a great time to test it for yourself and be one of the first people who have ever attended my online course. Needless to say, burnout prevention is not something you can delay. If this sounds important to you now, take action now. Again, the deadline to sign up is Sunday, August 1st. On Monday, 2nd of August, we're starting on this wonderful four-week journey together. Looking forward to seeing you inside. As always, you can find the references and links in the show notes on the podcast website. Please go to mindyourownrevisions.com to learn more about how I help fellow academics to maintain mental and emotional well-being and sign up for my fortnightly newsletter to receive more free resources and online offerings. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please start following Mind Your Own Revisions on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your academic friends about this podcast. What are your thoughts about today's topic? I would love to hear from you. Until next time, bye!